0: Episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam Danker. how's everybody doing happy wednesday i hope everybody's been having a good couple of weeks now uh we have sort of taken a hiatus from the show but we are back in full strength uh sorry for those of you that missed us we definitely missed you too but uh, yeah, so we're on today's show, uh, you know, before we get into all the stuff that uh, has been happening with the team, remember to like and subscribe to this podcast, go ahead and follow us at LockedOn underscore Lightning on Instagram and LO underscore Lightning on Twitter and go ahead and give me a follow at AP Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R as well. So today we're going to do a little bit, we're going to do things differently. Now, normally the day after a game. And if, if you weren't aware, the Lightning did play last night. They played against the Detroit Red Wings, uh, in which they, they did win that game, 4-3 to in OT. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, definitely want to get into that. Uh, big win by the Lightning. Uh, not really a lot to talk about, believe it or not, even though there were seven goals scored in this game. Um, they do extend their nine... They do extend their point streak, excuse me, to nine games. Uh the Lightning have been on a roll uh over the past couple of weeks. Uh and they are coming off a a a huge uh comeback win against the Chicago Blackhawks. And yes, these wins uh over the past and, and when we last spoke, I, I picked them to I believe to go fourteen and six or something along those lines in the month of February. And they actually did finish better. Um, when we last spoke, they were, they were, uh, they were sitting at fourth. And, but that had to do with a discrepancy in, you know, how many games each team played. So, uh, but the lightning are sitting atop of the division, uh, which is Of course, always a good thing, 18-4-2 with 38 points, and Carolina's right behind them. So I'm not going to – when we recap this game right now, I'm not going to recap it like we normally would uh, because there is something else we're going to talk about in the later, latter half of this show, and that is the big deal that the NHL struck with ESPN uh, with the TV rights and what this means for not only – the hockey uh, for the NHL, but for lightning fans as well. So I definitely want to get into that. So why don't we just start the, the recap or the, the abbreviated recap, if you will uh, from last night's game. So first impressions going into this game, lightning obviously have been playing very well. Um, My issue with their last couple of games. Now the lightning have played, they played three, uh, they played the Blackhawks three times from the fourth, fifth and the seventh. Uh, they had the Red Wings of course last night and then they also have the Red Wings um, tomorrow night and before that they had they finished up the the month of February with the Dallas Stars. Now um, those two games against the stars they they shut them out both times um, and then you know these past couple of weeks, uh, been close games. Now, as well as the Lightning have been playing, I do have issues. Now, you're saying to yourself, "Well, the Lightning—they've—they've they've been playing very well. Uh, they've only—they've gone three and one in the month of March, and the last loss before that was February twentieth against the Hurricanes. Yes." The the Lightning have been on one of the best stretches they've had all season. Let's make no mistake about it. My issue is with all of this is they could be better. And the reasoning behind that is because the Lightning, and this dates all the way back to last season, the Lightning, they do this thing where... And if you've been following the team since last season, uh, I think you, and especially if you've been listening to this podcast since last season, you kind of know where I'm going with this. And if you haven't, please like and subscribe, of course. Uh, And we're available wherever podcasts are available. My issue is they do this thing where they play down to the logo on the sweater of the opposing team. And what I mean by that is that... Make no mistake about it. The Lightning kind of began the season behind the 8-ball with Nikita Kucherov being out for the unforeseeable future. Now it looks like he's probably going to be back for the playoffs. And they had to make do with Steven Stamkos, which is not a bad card to fall back on. Uh, But then you have Braden Point, which... Yes, he had a monster postseason, Uh, and and he has, for the most part, continued that to some degree this season. Victor Hedman, as well, continued his postseason success into this season. Um, And Andre Vasilevsky is playing more frequently now than we have ever seen in his career just because of the – frequency of games as well as the n- smaller number of games this season but dating back to last season the lightning have been doing this thing with teams that are less talented with them where i'm not going to say they necessarily take them lightly but they they play down to the other team where i'm not going to say they they take things for granted and they figure that skill will prevail which nine times out of ten, it does. Uh, If you remember, before the stoppage, actually almost this time of year, last year, last season, uh, the Lightning, one of their last games of the season before everything got shut down, was against the Detroit Red Red Wings in which they lost, I believe, 4-3 in OT. So, what, what I'm trying to say is that the Lightning and Coach Cooper need to be wary of this kind of play. Now, the way the refs were calling this game uh, did nothing to help the Lightning. Um, Just one call that stuck out to me early on was the call made by the refs early on, uh, high-sticking double minor, mind you, on Steven Stamkos, on Adam Ernie, which led to a to a power play goal to give the Red Wings a one nothing lead a little over three minutes in the first period. But that's the kind of things I'm talking about. And and, and I'll, I'll tell you why this all ties in. So the issue with, with that and how it ties in with the Lightning's play against less talented teams, because let's make no mistake about it, the, the Red Wings aren't even on the same level as the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the Red Wings are don't even are this are the only other team other than the Dallas Stars that have not reached double digits in wins. Uh, the the Red Wings haven't even gotten up to twenty points on the season. So, do they have a good future? Of course, but there's there's nowhere near, and 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 somebody tweeted it during the game last night, and they said perfectly that, uh. I don't remember the exact words, but it, it basically seemed as, and this kind of has seemed through some other games, as well as the, the previous Chicago Blackhawks series, the Lightning seemed to forget at times that they are the Stanley Cup champions. And that kind of that ties in with them playing down to these teams. But with the officiating, this is something that has been on my mind for the longest time. And, and that call... That was called on Stamkos. Okay, a high stick in two minutes. I can kind of understand that. But if you really want to get technical and complain, it was on a follow-through on a shot. The the defender, I don't remember who the Red Wings player was that was defending Stamkos, was all over him. And then Stamkos takes a shot, follow-through, hits the player in the face. Where is Stamkos' stick supposed to go? Cause yes, we we I I complete, I've seen it that called mo- many times throughout the season for the Lightning against the Lightning and in other games as well. But to give him a double minor, now I I don't understand that I I I really don't and and it's in the grand scheme of things is it a big problem? No, but I feel like every couple of games or so we get a call that yes a lot of these a lot of calls most penalties in the game of hockey are subjective and it's up to the refs to deem whether or not those are penalties or not but to call that a double minor is is a little ridiculous considering now if if lightning fans uh, uh, for those who maybe are not too familiar with you know some things in the game of hockey since the Red Wings did score that goal within the first two minutes of that double minor, they still had two minutes left because it was as if the lightning were killing off two pen- penalties that were just going on in consecutive order. Uh, so that that's just something that it could come back to backfire on the lightning potentially or in and on any team in the f- future. So uh, that's just something that I think that the league needs to address in the off season, and not just high sticking, but other things as well, um, with 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 how they call penalties and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, I mean the Lightning, just to kind of cap it off, the Lightning end up winning this game four three in OT. Really shouldn't have come down to it. I, I think the Lightning should have really been able to win this game in regulation. I think with the way the season is going, I would like to see more games won in regulation instead of OT and overtime. Uh, It just so happened that they played against a team that really is going to make no play for any of the playoff spots in this division. So the Lightning don't have to worry about that. Next matchup is tomorrow night, the 11th, 7.30 start. Um, and, And I do, to make up for lost time I do eventually whether it's this week I would really like to start recapping some games that we missed out on kind of start a looking back segment because I really, I really want to talk about those games and why they're important especially the Blackhawk series especially the previous game in which the Lightning came back and won uh, after being down by three goals so uh, we'll talk about the recent uh, and when I say recent literally yesterday Uh, The recent deal that the NHL struck with ESPN to where the ESPN will now be able to broadcast the games. Again, uh, these games haven't been broadcasted on ESPN since 2004. And we'll talk about all the good and bad and just how optimistic and should hockey fans be and how high the expectations should be, Uh, not only for hockey fans, but you, Lightning lightning fans so we'll talk about that in just a little bit but first let's talk about one of today's sponsors and that is built bar now since we haven't been here i'll kind of fill you in built bar uh in collaboration with the lockdown podcast network has been doing a little bit of a march madness themed with all their f- with all their flavors uh so built bar is, you know you guys already know about built bar uh, Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now, in collaboration with Locked On, Built Bar is trying to find out which is the best Built Bar flavor. Uh, and they're calling it Built Bar Madness. And today's matchup in the bracket is German chocolate versus salted caramel. The winner of that will play Cookie Dough Chunk and Mocha Love versus Birthday Cake. And the winner of that will play Coconut. Uh, Out of those flavors, I really like... German chocolate sounds amazing. So, you know, why not? I don't think you could go wrong with German chocolate. And then Birthday Cake, why not? A little wild card there. Uh, Just because I think that Birthday Cake could definitely take down Coconut. I'm not exactly a Coconut guy, so maybe that's just me. Uh, so go to builtbar.com or at built underscore bar on Twitter to, to keep an update, see all the updates and all the matchups and all the updates on that bracket as we go along. And remember to use that promo code locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order. That is locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best protein bar Ever. Alrighty, and we're back. So I want to talk about ESPN's deal with the NHL. And this could have very, very positive and negative effects for the NHL as well as the Lightning. I I have to say, just to start off. I don't mind sort of a change of platform with NBC Sports and just, yes, the coverage with NBC Sports Network was good. It was good back in 2015, 2016. And then the last couple of four, I want to say the last three, four years, three and a half years, if we want to be technical, have not been so good. Um and what I mean by that is yes, when it comes down to the the high profile games, whether it's the the Stanley Cup finals, the playoffs, the outdoor games, NBC hits the nail right on the head with that. They you can't go wrong with that. But with just weekly coverage and and I think a lot of hockey fans had issues with this was the Wednesday night rivalry games, which were just terrible. Um, and and I, I think you know what I'm all referring to in particular when I, I say that. I mean the, the games in which it seems as if NBC Sports and the NHL didn't really collaborate or didn't fill each other in on what they were scheduling for that night. Having, for example, a Maple Leafs Coyotes game on Wednesday night rivalry, or a Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning Sharks game on, is not a Wednesday night rivalry. I guess what I, I I understand what they were trying to do there. They were trying to build more viewership and trying to hype it up, but you, you can't hype up a matchup between two teams that a play each other, what, four, four times a year, as well as, you know, have really no history. Now, if these are original six teams, yes, you could you could hype that up easily. But if, if you're sitting there and trying to hype up two teams, such as, you know, for example, San Jose and Tampa, who are not even geographically close to each other, that's not going to work. And that was a big mistake. And so... I guess, you know, it, it's not a bad thing to have kind of a change of pace. And especially with the the amount of exposure and the amount of assets and, and tools that ESPN has at their disposal. Why not? I, I can't wait. I, I'm excited for this. I Well, to put it into a better terms, I am cautiously optimistic. And the reason I say that as, yes, I am excited, but I'm also... On the other hand, cautiously optimistic because of what ESPN has done since 2004, which was the last year that they did broadcast uh, hockey, which we all remember if you were alive for then or old enough, uh, Gary Thorne, we all know, iconic hockey voice, uh, announced the last Tampa uh, Stanley Cup Finals win up until this year. So, it, there's a little bit of nostalgia there. Earlier today, I did see something that uh, something was dropped online that they're bringing back the old intro to ESPN Hockey, which is going to be interesting. But let let's talk about all the issues, or maybe all the contradiction that will be brought to light uh, with this. Is most notably um, the Max Kellerman comments. I believe we spoke about this during around this time of year, actually, maybe a little later on. But if you don't remember last year, Max Kellerman, as you all know, works for ESPN, uh, spoke about the popularity of the other all the sports, I guess. Uh, And he listed them as basketball, football, baseball. And that was it. He didn't consider hockey to be a popular sport in the United States which is absolutely ridiculous considering uh I want to say what like 5 of the original 6 are in uh, actually no sorry 4 of the original 6 are teams based in the United States so what does that tell you uh you you can't sit there and tell me that Toronto and Montreal built this league that were really you know the driving factor yes i mean those are two Hockey crazy markets, but at the end of the day, I mean, those other four teams really pulled their weight. You know, you don't, you don't survive over what since the twenties? What would that be? That would be almost a hundred. Let's just say almost a hundred years. You don't survive a, a, almost over a hundred years as a franchise by just coasting by. No, you you build a huge huge fan base and I'm sure in in seventy five years we'll be saying the same again about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now we still got a long ways to go, but I think the Lightning still have a pretty fantastic fan base, hockey crazy fan base, regardless of where you are and what other sports might dominate the the T V the television, airwaves and, and radio and streaming and all that in the state of Florida. I still think the Panthers, especially the Lightning, um, pull their weight in the state of Florida. So, just to kind of put things into perspective about you know the benefits um, in the deal, uh, there will be twenty-five regular season games on ESPN or ABC, early round playoff series, and one conference final each year for Stanley Cup final series on ABC, and more and more than one thousand games per season streaming on ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus and Hulu uh, which will be home to 75 ESPN produced exclusive telecasts per season I had the pleasure of just getting ESPN Plus, kind of bundled that with the Disney and Hulu just to save the money because I realized I was being an idiot money wise and had all these subscriptions and just didn't think uh, it was economically um, smart up until a couple of days ago to to bundle them all I watched the the uh, the Lightning Red Wings game last night on ESPN Plus. I have to say, I had no issues with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only problem was that they didn't. I wasn't offered the the um, the selection between what uh, broadcast I was allowed to listen to. If you have NHL.TV, TV, you're given the option. You know, in that situation, you could have picked. Uh, between the Red Wings or the or the uh, you know the the Tampa Bay uh broadcast or stream or whatever you want to call it. So I guess you know that may be the downside. But at the end of the day, you're, you're still watching the game. You're still uh, you know, in tune with the games. And but because with NHL TV, especially this season, I've had a ton of issues with the streaming. Um, they're taking it off for some reason. You're not allowed to stream games um, on like PlayStation. I don't know about Xbox, but uh, with with even watching it on the laptop, it's just been kind of sort of a nightmare. Just because they it, the games freeze up, the 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 i the the site crashes, whatever the case may be. ESPN, so far, little test run. Not a problem last night. Um, now, obviously, with the, the incoming traffic that brings with that, with them being able to stream games, maybe we'll have some issues in the future. That is inevitable. Uh, but so far, so good. The deal also includes opening night games and the NHL All-Star Game and Skills Challenge and other special events. The NHL's out-of-market streaming package, NHL, NHL NHL.TV, is also moving to ESPN Plus as part of its subscription offering. So that's pretty cool. Uh, maybe uh, ESPN Plus, I would assume, would be able to fix some of the bugs that NHL.TV wouldn't be able to kind of take care of. Uh, but yeah, I'm super excited about this deal just because of all the the tools that ESPN has in their arsenal obviously you can't really comp- expect the NHL to get the same kind of exposure as the NBA or the NFL I mean let's be honest the the NHL will not be able until uh, until they fix some things about the way they market their players and maybe ESPN is going to be that that company that's going to help them market their players better until they market their players and they kind of make the game of hockey sexy to the outside eye the nhl unfortunately will never be on the same level as football and basketball especially the nba i mean they are the nba is just a powerhouse uh just marketability how, how they promote their game uh, that's just the way it is uh, around the world. Different story. I'm talking more along the lines in the United States. So, but and then with MLB, I, I think with the way things are going, the MLB and just you know all that stuff. I think the NHL has made some ground, but with everything, you know, ev- having said all of that, my my worry is that. So basically, to put it in perspective. I, I mean, if you turn on ESPN or Center on any given day, really the only sports that exist in the mind of SportsCenter is football, basketball, college basketball, college football, uh, sprinkled in a little bit of baseball, if it's the playoffs or the World Series, sprinkled in, I guess, NASCAR, and then... Hockey, if it's like a crazy play from that night or the previous night or the Stanley Cup finals uh, and they show, you know, the team like or like last year, earlier this year, actually, I remember when the Lightning won the Cup and they had the parade. That's when the Lightning were featured on ESPN. Um, but yeah, other than that, you would have thought since 2004 that hockey hasn't really existed in the minds of sports center which is unfortunate and then it was kind of confusing as to when this whole thing was announced that they got the deal and it was and they turned around and it was like hey we care about hockey again so maybe now that they have an actual investment in it they'll be doing more with it and really being more sincere um and and if you want to know in terms of how much money. So the NBC was paying the NHL $200 million a year uh, in this partnership. And it looks like ESPN doubled that. So I with all these subscriptions and all these packages, this could only help the NHL in terms of promoting the game. It really comes down to if ESPN does it right and if they're genuinely sincere about how they want to do things. Because if they don't, you're not only going to turn people who are just getting into the game for the first time off to it, you're going to start turning people off who, you know, I'm not saying the hardcores are going to stop watching hockey because of ESPN, but it's definitely going to make things more difficult for people like you and I to watch games, especially in this day and age of cutting the cord on the cable boxes and all that. So all I have to say, and and I hate saying it with this is that we're going to have to wait to see. We're going to have to wait and see how they play this out, how things start to come together. Uh, and unfortunately we're going to have to wait till next season and Maybe ESPN, after the Stanley Cup Finals conclude, will get a little bit of a taste. Or maybe in the meantime, ESPN will start putting stuff out. Uh, I will take a look at that intro. I would imagine they really haven't done much with it. Maybe just tweaked it here and there. But this is a great chance for ESPN to really bolster their, their NHL coverage. They have great coverage already with Emily Kaplan, Greg Wyshynski, who we've had on before on this show. Uh, and I believe Emily and Greg have a um, a podcast together uh, that has to do with ESPN. Uh, so that will definitely garner more attention, and and you know it might make uh, it a little bit difficult to get Greg, Greg back on the show if you know, especially now with all this going on. But uh, super excited for this. Cautiously optimistic. If you really want to get into it, but I think hockey fans as a whole should be excited. I think that it you're making the game more accessible to the common man streaming wise. So I I think that um, until I come on this show and, and rant and rave about something stupid that ESPN did, which I'm sure we will have that conversation at some point. Nobody's perfect, but I'm willing to give ESPN a chance in this time. So, uh good day good day for hockey good day for ESPN good day for hockey fans. So uh we'll, we'll we'll be back with some closing thoughts in just a little bit but first let's talk about our second sponsor and that is betonline.ag. Betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over but NBA, college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. Betonline even covers awards, TV shows and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props and almost anything you could imagine whether it's award shows the oscars the sbs uh the nhl awards whatever you could think of they got bets on it so bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website and use your mobile telephone device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And when you go onto the website, use that promo code Locked On for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, closing thoughts for the show. Uh, the ESPN deal, like I said, cautiously optimistic. Every time I read an article or hear something different on television, um, I kind of sway back and forth between everything. In terms of the Lightning. They're playing very good hockey. I just would wish that they play like the defending Stanley Cup champions and not a team who is trying to get their second championship. Um, They're playing like that team that we saw around this time of year last year. Now, I don't know if you could attribute that to fatigue with the frequency of games and with some of the talent, the young talent that they're bringing up. I, I guess you could attribute their recent play to that. Uh, I will admit that the Chicago Blackhawks aren't exactly uh, a slouch anymore. You know They aren't the same team that we saw them in the beginning of the season. But we'll see how the Lightning come back in tomorrow night's game against the Red Wings. Uh, that, Like I said, I, think, I believe that's a 7.30 start, so make sure to tune into that. And we will be back tomorrow uh, to preview that game and possibly talk about some other games that we missed. So keep an eye out for that and keep that subscribe button and the notifications on your streaming app on so you're on top of every episode as soon as it comes out. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.